Welcome to Serial Podcast 9. <clears throat> All right. Do the intro. All right. I'm Gerardi Peralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit. And this is Serial Podcast 9. All right. So tonight we have a special guest. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, he's a car guy. And we've known him for quite some time. And it is his name is... I could say your name, obviously, right? Yeah, you can say my name. It's fine. Whichever uh, version say you his want. Name. Yeah. Uh, it's, say his my name, Gordon. say my name. No <laughs> one is around you. Uh, it's, our good, it's our good friend, Gordon Breakwell. Uh, everybody. Instagram. Hi, Gordon. Hi, hi, Hello. hi. And on Instagram, what's your name on Instagram? Uh, I think it's... Bewell33. Bewell underscore 33. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm not... I'm not into the handles too much. I got some <laughs> stuff going on. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Gordon's a car guy. He's a good friend of ours. Um, and today's episode is a bit of a serious or more serious one, I guess. Uh, who wants to introduce tonight's episode? Tonight, we're going to talk about mental health. Uh, you know, mental health affects everybody. Um, you know, like a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff that you probably don't realize because maybe they're not talking to you about it or sharing but yeah everything's everybody is going through their own stuff yeah basically kind of same thing like everyone i mean this is a this is a car podcast but like we're still regular regular ass people right i mean we're just all into cars so yeah, <clears throat> it, it basically like kevin said it affects everybody it could be related to your car it could be related to your life it could be related to outside influences it could be related to all sorts of stuff so basically tonight we're just going to talk to our friend gordon um who maybe it sounds like we're having an intervention just no, we're not having an intervention first and foremost yeah Gord, what type of car do you drive <laughs> let's start things off real okay, yeah, let's fucking Soft, softball it in there okay so we'll softball yeah. i i was i'm actually really excited to be on the podcast um i listen yeah. to every episode uh you guys are awesome so thank you very much for having me on <laughs> Yeah, so currently I drive a 1999 uh, Nissan Stadia RS4S, um, manual, turbo, lots of fun, makes me happy every time I get into it. Um, yeah, basically I got uh, I got the car through Gerard, so that was nice. Um, and that's kind of my, my happy place outside of playing hockey for the most part. Cool. And uh, does your car have an R34 front end? No, it is not because I don't want one. Uh, so I hope everyone converts to R34 front end so I get all the S2 fronts that I could ever want. There you go. Yeah. Um, now, does your car have that cool lip? Uh, what is it, a Tiana lip or something like that? Is that? Um, no, I was. it's supposed to. Uh, why it was, doesn't it have that lip, Gordon? Why? Tell us why. Am I throwing people under the bus? Is that... Yeah, you don't have to name names, but we can yeah, always we, we can always that. remove anything. Okay, yeah. So so one of my like really, really good friends, Gerard, um, <laughs> found me this lip and it was coming from Japan. And he's like, Yep, don't worry about it. I got it. It's coming, it's gonna be here. Um, was it eight, nine months later? The container shows up. <laughs> I don't pry on it too much. And I'm like, So did the lip come? He's like, Oh my god, let me let me let me find out for you. And then like two days go by and calls me back. He goes, they, they never bought it. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so no, no cool lip for me. Um, it sounds but, like that was one of the trials and tribulations, really. 
it was it was pretty sad moment, Kevin. Not gonna lie. And so, Gordon, how did it make you feel when when I Gordon told you, you let you question. down yeah. that the lip was was not there? You know, you, uh, you'd you'd been so excited for so long, and I said, you know what, man, I'm going to get you this lip and and all this stuff. And then yeah, I said, uh, you know what, Gordon, I'm really sorry, but the lip just isn't on the container. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on, on top of the disappointment, it just felt like a betrayal. Um, just, just like got my, got me so hyped and excited for my car to at least look a little better this, this season. And then it just got shattered, shattered in one phone call. Who'd you turn to, to confound in these trying times? I'm pretty sure. Who is your support system? Uh, <laughs> no, it was not Gerard. I just yelled at him and then badmouthed him to Kevin. Yeah, um, I had to wait a couple of weeks for Gordon to be my friend again. <laughs> we're we're friends again. I, I, I'm I'm here talking with Ryan and Kevin. So uh, <laughs> no, it feels um, like now it feels like we're taking a piss on mental health issues. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? No, no, you, you got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah, I mean, because honestly, I'm a, like, I'm over here. I can't, I'm like cracking up, can't contain myself. Like, obviously, I think it's funny too. Like, but yeah, no, I, it's hilarious. But now, <laughs> but like, if people can't see me laughing my head off here. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, in yeah, all yeah, seriousness, yeah, yeah. there's, you know, like, like realistically, you could be on on any given day. It could be a fucking multitude of things, and one of the things that could set you over the edge is like, yeah, this <laughs> fucking part that you've been waiting for for so long. And then either it arrives and it's wrong or it arrives and it's fucked or yeah, it just damaged. isn't yeah. going to arrive whatsoever. Like, <laughs> hey, Kevin, lost. how long did you wait yeah. for that spring that you lost on your truck? Yeah, like eight months. Yeah. And have you driven the truck since? No. Does the truck bring you happiness? <laughs> uh, I used to, yeah. Exactly. I, I'm... And I mean, these are just minor. These are just minor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got one. I okay. got one before we get serious. Okay. Imagine you buy a car and for like <laughs> seven years you think it has it has you think it has an R154 in it and the clutch is going. So like three years ago you buy a new clutch for your R154 and then you take it to your friend's shop. They put it up on a hoist, they take the transmission apart, and it turns out it's a fucking W58 transmission. It's not even an R154. <laughs> exactly. And how did that make you feel, uh, Ryan? Mostly like an idiot. But that's... <laughs> anyway, all right. All start. right. Yeah. Okay, so. so let's just maybe let Gordon give us an overview. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't really know how what, to start, man. But like, What do you want to... Like, do you want to know about me? I mean, I can I can easily do a quick little thing of how I met you guys. I don't know what you guys want to know. Here's what um, here's what I'll say. I sure. met Gordon through Gordon. a mutual friend, Chris Friend. <laughs> no, no name Chris Friend. Yeah, yeah. It was just after high school. Yeah, Kevin had his boundary uh, bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then we hung out a lot after that, and then there was a brief hiatus where we didn't really see each other too much. I had a girlfriend. Why was that? Happens. I had a girlfriend. Love. Yeah, and then in the way. I mean, yeah, like it's it's not like I it's not like you know it's not a one sided thing, you know. No, Kevin's yeah, had girlfriend. Kevin had He's a Corolla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a Corolla. <laughs> um, all right, here's the thing. I am friends with Gord. I wouldn't say that Gord and I are particularly super close, so I have no idea what we're about to get into. And I'm, when, I, I feel close to you, Ryan. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing. I I yeah. don't. 
necessarily know, and I don't mean this in like a callous or a rude way. I just didn't know when Gerard's like, we should do this and we should talk to Gord about it. I was like, all right, but why Gord? And then I, and so I guess my question is, why Gord? Why? why? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if my life's not all horrible, I mean, I have uh, a cool Odyssey and Astagia and they bring me happiness. I have two, two kids and they're great. Um, we yeah, have basically uh, probably about two and a half ish years ago. Um, my entire world was kind of just flipped upside down and, and changed. I had been married for several years. Um, it was going really well in my mind. Um, all of a sudden, one day, uh, we talked. She wasn't happy anymore. Um, I wasn't the happiest, and we basically started to work through separating, um, which if anyone out there has children, it's it's really hard. It's not just like breaking up with someone where you can just easily split up, go separate ways, and you can fully disconnect. You're always connected to this person for forever. Basically, um, went through the separation sold everything, sold the house. And then I had to find my own new space to live in something that would kind of benefit my kids and give them a life that I'd want them to to have and to be able to thrive in and basically grow. Um, and that was right at the start of <clears throat> the pandemic. Basically I bought my new place uh, and then the entire world shut down two days later. It was like a nice little forced containment in my, in my house half with the kids, half without. Um, when the kids were there, it was great because it was a nice distraction from basically what I had dreamed and hoped for in my, in my life. Um, if they were a good, good distraction from, from kind of dwelling on that. Um, and then the other half of the time, I basically got to do a fully broken down, concentrated view of it. Um, so there were no outside distractions like having your buddies take you out or go for drinks or meet other girls or things like that. It just wasn't a thing. So I got to basically focus on myself and my family and what transpired and then kind of start to build myself back up from there. Yeah, it's a really like weird flip flop yeah. between like having your kids there and like trying to like yeah, be, yeah. be everything for them and then like right away then your kids aren't there and you're just like fully in your head 100 percent alone like yeah it's 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 pretty rough um like i said i think my kids help me a lot through it uh they're they're basically my world um always making me smile every time they tell me they love me or that i'm the best dad ever uh some days i'm happy sometimes it makes me so happy i just want to cry because it's great um and then yeah and then you get to the dark side where you're alone and in your head uh i'm very much an overthinker of a lot of things and just kind of sit there and run scenarios and think about possibilities or what could or couldn't have been and then i dwell on those um sometimes it's okay and it's a positive thing and it kind of brings you back up and then other times it just spirals into a darkness and uh it's really really hard to get out of um, so usually in the, in the nice weather, um, what has kind of brought me back from the darkness, uh, is basically my car. Uh, I could be having one of the worst days where I just feel fully broken down and defeated. And I'll literally go to the garage, whether the car is insured or not, uh, fire it up with the door open, 
so it's not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought I'd specify. <laughs> Sorry. No, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Put the right. make sure the garage door is open. Uh, I have a nice uh, muffler with a baffle on it, and I'll just kind of let it warm up, do a couple nice blips, have a good time, and I'm instantly happy, at least for that moment. And I try to focus on that. Kind of going to tell somebody else, shut that fucking thing yeah. up. <laughs> well, it's, it's not good to do it like 11 at night, but I'm just I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes gotta, you gotta do. No, yeah, no donuts in your color side. Okay, oh, speed bumps are the worst, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but yeah, so that's that was kind of the way COVID started for me. Um, just like Kevin said, it's it's a real you know contrast between having my kids and focusing on them. And and having them be my primary focus to then I'm alone and sad and I can't have friends because COVID doesn't let you. I'm running out of things to do around the house. It's very clean. Um, and that's and that's kind of it. I mean, and then, you know, time goes on and you start to feel better. And I would go and I'd work out or just kind of video chat with friends. And that kind of started to bring things up. And then once the weather got nicer, I basically just went through tanks and tanks of gas. It's been been a while. I'm in a current relationship right now. It's going well. Uh, it's fun navigating my kids and her kids and back and forths and co-parenting and, and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, I'm lucky enough with, uh, with my ex that we're really good at co-parenting. Um, from, from what I can tell, we at least communicate. We don't yell or bicker. Um, I do something she doesn't like. She does some things I don't like. But that's also a benefit because we get to kind of raise our kids the way we want to in our own space and don't really have to answer to anyone about it <laughs> unless it really gets out of hand. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a, a little overview. Little, yeah, a little bio on me. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely definitely must have been difficult i remember like even for myself too like when i split with my son's mom uh yeah it was just like days and days of like driving around because i didn't want to go home which you know you're just by yourself and, and, and stuff so i just would just drive around and end up sleeping in your car or whatever it may be for, for forever but yeah i mean time goes on you get over it um, i mean you know i'm thankful i've never been Obviously, maybe it's just different with kids, but I've never been, you know, had thoughts of like worse things. You know what I mean? Like, I know that some people can get pretty, pretty deep, but luckily I crawled out of it. Yeah, and it's hard. And I mean, for for me, I mean, you guys know me. Uh, I'm sure the listeners, 90% of you don't, uh, but I'm a pretty positive person, um, yeah. Especially, yeah. On, especially on the outside. I'm uh, really, <laughs> really good at, at uh, making, making people laugh and, and have a good time. Um, Sometimes in bigger crowds, I'll kind of just shut up a little bit more. But uh. yeah, I I mean I think throughout that that whole time period, like we we definitely still kind of hung out, whether it be I don't know, like on the phone or I think we would physically hang out even like here and there. I know that like it's it's been two years, but like no, we definitely did. And and with me having my new place, you know, sometimes well, especially like like Gerard being really close to where I am, yeah. Um, He'd swing by or bring by a beer. We would just kind of, you know, chat or whatever. Just, you know, you guys, you guys honestly have been really, really helpful for me. Um, mm-hmm. Always, always being there and giving me uh, a place to kind of go and talk to. I know we'll oh, yeah, the shop and stuff you mean, right? Yeah. The shop, yeah, yeah. your house, 
Kevin took me to download chicken for the first time ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Changed my life. Um, so shout out to Nicole cause she bought us the dinner, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really crucial to have good solid friends. And I think for a lot of people going through the pandemic and, and just kind of down days on their own, it's, you really find out who your key friends are. Um, and those are the ones that basically check in on you when you stop checking in on them, which, which yeah. is important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess speaking of that, like the last two years has probably been pretty difficult on like everybody. Um, I don't know. And either you guys had some struggles like with the whole isolation type stuff or, or any of that type of thing. Well, I started a podcast with two friends. So <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that's, that's a perfect thing, right? Like, yeah, maybe that was that was your way of not going crazy. Yeah, no, that absolutely. Or maybe admitting that you have gone crazy. Who knows? Oof, maybe just a middle-aged white guy with a podcast. <laughs> yeah, and a craft beer addiction. And, I've and an Aristo. Uh, like, and an Aristo. Yeah, that's I've the one thing that makes you not a cliche. Do you ever go start up your car in the underground? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Do I? No, yeah. I look at it though. Whenever I take the garbage down, I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" <laughs> like, dope. Do you ever go down uh, just to look at it, or to like sit in it to be alone for a minute? No, not really. No, I don't yeah. know. I think. What do you, you do when you need a? What do you do when you need a break? When I need a break, when this yeah. from the stresses of life. Down? Yeah. Jeez, what do I do? You're like, yo, I need a, I need a quick feeling of goodness. Uh, make a make a video for Gerard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, go to Serial Nine and make a video, I guess, of like him working on the Blit. Uh, I edit that's, a podcast. That, that seems uh, like a weird way to de-stress, <laughs> and also only once, like a month, maybe. Yeah, you, yeah, think, yeah. you, you think you'd, you know? Uh, yeah, but I then have to edit it all of the time you know like it's a long process it's a lot of work so my uh my outlet usually is actually i i try to keep myself busy with things and then i think if i don't have things to do then i get worried so there's always something there's always an article that i need to write uh there's always a video that needs to be edited or a podcast that needs to be cut or whatever so there's always a thing that needs to be done uh i i too like gourd and super like i overanalyze i I think this is what you said i don't know i overanalyze things like i go full on uh very vivid imagination too though so like i'll do worst case (laughs) so there's elves and like stars warlocks and And now look and this is yeah exactly it's i will say this so the the issue with the way that i go to feel better about things and like it depends what it is right like so if i'm frustrated with work i can do car stuff and i'm frustrated with car stuff i can do work or be with my family. So there's like three different outlets, a triangle, and you just go to the one that you're not frustrated with. However, <laughs> part of the problem, and I'll say this with me, is I've done a lot of thinking about this, and it is uh, I put too much emphasis on approval from others. So when I do a thing, I very much want people to like it, or engage with it 
whatever be like valid not validated by it I, maybe i need to be validated by whatever i create and so sometimes that has the adverse effect so the thing you do to go make that you want to go do to like be happy you put time into it and then you let it go into the world and you're like oh nobody cares about it and it's like ah there's no it's not art for the sake of art i guess it's like no no there's like an intent to this and i want people to enjoy it and if it's not enjoyable then that is the downside of that roller coaster and then for me i'm like i get pretty in my head about that so I guess my happy place can also fuck me up something good too. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Enough about me. How about Kevin? That's not even the question you asked me. Yeah, Kevin, what do you yeah. do? What do I uh, what do I do when I need happiness or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm having a lot of happiness driving the crown. Having a manual Jay Z car is really fun. I have been driving it probably too much, like an idiot though, and that's not good. I don't want to get it or my license taken away so should probably rein it in a bit but yeah i don't know i I feel like yeah i have lots of hobbies and like outlets like like you know like like they're all it all kind of like depends on it being nice right now though you know like i want to ride my motorcycle and ride my scooter and like so so i was sorry this is one thing i wanted to mention that like i kind of have noticed about mental health is that it seems like the next generation is like really in tune with it and they're all like about like hyping up their friends and like constantly checking in on Mm -hmm. them and like Mm -hmm. it's like a a huge thing all the time and it feels like maybe like like the generation like all of our parents like it feels like a non-issue like they like or it's they scoff they scoff at it you know what i mean yeah you got feelings boy (laughs) yeah like like what like therapist like what what the fuck's wrong with you like you know like (laughs) shove them down you leave them inside you don't talk to nobody about them yeah Yeah, basically and then we're kind of like oh you know like sometimes they get sad bro you know like whatever but then yeah like the next gen is just like oh it's good it's good it's like it's been brought out of the darkness i guess yeah yeah. More I a, mean, I, I think it still has a long way to go. There's um, definitely still stigmas. I think it's I think it's pretty good. Sometimes yeah, good. some of the concern feels like a show. We all know we're supposed to check on our friends. Mm-hmm. We all, and then I think for a lot of us, uh the car scene is or the cars are meant to be like somewhat of a like our safe space or where we go mm-hmm. to feel better. And I agree with that. Being around cars always makes me feel better. Yeah. But the car scene can also be highly toxic. Yeah, for right? sure. Right? Like if you're not careful, if you not don't cool. navigate it, if you're not if you're not cool, if you don't have the right wheels, yeah, if you have the, you're of, not in yeah. the right you're not in the right car club. You're not, you're not in the right car club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But everything, if you say the wrong thing on the internet and like 12 yeah. people pile on you, there's a ton of things out there. And it, it's an interesting like dynamic. I think with cars is that, yeah, it's meant to be this place where we all like come alive and feel great and can get away from everything, but how quickly it can be soured by the attitudes that are in that scene is very very interesting you know like i I don't think anyone who's listening to this podcast would be like yeah i totally get it i love cars but anyone who's listening to this podcast has probably been in a situation where it's like yeah but i did a car thing and then i like got burned or like part of the community is awful 
And so as much as we say, like, check on your friends and how important it is, there's sometimes it feels like the the catchy thing to say because we're not treating everyone with like the same level of respect that we should be, I guess. Oh, it's a lot harder to do do actions than just say the words. Yeah. But like yeah. maybe maybe a like a hope or a positive that we could take away is like I don't know maybe this was those maybe those people who said those things or felt that way like were like oh shit like maybe my actions have consequences you know yeah or, or like you know but then stuff. I guess I guess yeah but then depending on on what you said or what your actions were then it's up to that person that did those to kind of step up and be a an adult about it and actually like maybe not necessarily in the group of everyone around but maybe like pull the person aside that you slighted in front of everybody I'm like look i'm sorry for what i said it, i wasn't thinking it was all getting hyped up or whatever but a lot yeah. of people just brush it under the rug and think oh well he'll get over it because you have no idea what they're going through yeah um, like like for me i'm i'm aside from knowing you guys i'm pretty much on the outside which is great um i show up i have my fun car i watch you guys <clears throat> get get basically fanboyed by all these people which is really fun to watch um and and kind of get to watch it almost from the outside which is really interesting because it is that way you'll see certain people that if if say gerard for example does something to a car that isn't necessarily mainstream but it's gerard doing it it's this new wave it's very innovative it's very interesting but then if someone on the outside, say, for example, me, I go and do the exact same thing because I don't have the presence or the hip turn. Clout. I, was, clout. Clout I was going clout. there, right? I was going there. <laughs> I, I knew it. Yeah. Has the clout, then <laughs> I don't get away with it, which I think, you know, I, I, I don't like the whole saying every, you know, everyone's build is is you know good and has its own respect merit respect all builds oh my god you don't have to respect all builds but if if it's something decent and not completely horrible then maybe go for it a little bit or maybe just don't throw shade on it right away yeah for sure it's a thing though we're gonna make a don't respect all builds uh line of clothing <laughs> yeah yeah good yeah i think only respect good builds yeah <laughs> it's, I, called, I mean, it's called drab kevin's drab <laughs> don't respect yeah. all builds drab yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Your car is drab. Uh, yeah, that's don't respect good. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's up? Jesus, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Good. Uh, I think here's the thing. You don't have to respect all builds. I think it's important to try to respect people. Uh, but yeah. sometimes the line between yeah. people and cars is a very thin, narrow line. It is a thin, uh, narrow line when you know, when you're like, oh, I know that car, but I don't know anything about the person and you don't like yeah. the car, but maybe the person's really great, you know? Because yeah, in this day yeah. and age, you like don't know the guy. You just know the car, you know? Yeah, you, you just know the know car. The for sure. <clears throat> but also, I wanted to correct uh, Gordon. Um, yeah. When Gerard does a thing, it's not the new wave. Gerard does a thing. It's very impressive. About a year and a half passes. <laughs> that car goes away. And then the car becomes very popular. Gerard is like, uh, I forget. It's Gerard's another, the earthquake like, pushing the tsunami, making the wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys like aristos nope and then two years later it's like do you guys like aristos oh hell yeah 
Yeah, okay. I, I feel yeah, like yeah. today we're like bombarded with negativity. You know, I don't feel like any other time frame has anyone in human history been exposed to so many like negative thoughts. Oh, you and mean actions like, like our, our, society, our environment today? Oh, society yeah. as a whole is just constantly bombarded with negativity. Yeah. Like that would like we're not used to, you know? Yeah. Kevin, you're absolutely right. But then you quickly jump to the next super negative thing, right? Like it's always like. The news yeah. goes to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And what did thing. he say? And what was the next thing he jumped to? I no, I didn't this, jump to anything. Oh, okay. No, that, no, no. Just like how there's always like the next Instagram video. There's always like the next like. Yeah. Oh, this ship is burning. Oh, there's an oil fire. Like, oh, this train derailed. Like, oh, there's a revolution going on. Like, oh, this government dictatorship. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, the plastic straws are like, uh, like oh, the you know, there's yeah. All, it, like, there's, there's always, shit, man. always something to be freaking out about. So if you so want my, to be freaking out. So yeah, yeah, I mean, my whole thing. I mean. Everyone's gone through a lot of shit. Um, my last sort of like, let's call it like mental health. I, I guess it was a bit of a crisis. Um, was just like, yeah, man, COVID. Like, like I got married. Uh, so 2019, best year of my life. We went to Final Boat. I got, you know, went, came back from Final Boat, went to Portland with my girlfriend at the time. It was amazing. Fucking went to Hawaii with my mom and my, and my son. It was amazing. Uh, came back. Married my girlfriend, was amazing. Went to Bali for our honeymoon, it was like fucking amazing. And yeah, like driving across the country, doing all that Chicago stuff. 2019 was like, like if you could imagine all the best shit you could ever do in your life, 2019 was that. And then COVID, right? And it's like, okay, so now I'm married, got a new house, you know, we got a blended family, you know, like Vitamix. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, got some Vitamix. <laughs> Vitamix fucking suck. Fuck that shit. Anyways, no. Um, I got a sponsorship. Yeah. So, so whatever. It's like, okay, here's a pandemic. Okay. You know, it's all good. I got a new wife, got a new family. Everything's new. It's cool. You know, business is thriving. We did a, you know, we're, we're doing well. Uh, and then I was like, you know, it's going to fade, you know, this shit's going to go away. It's no big deal. I'm like, a, I don't really know if I'm like a positive person or a negative person. I think I'm just kind of like a, I don't know, like an average take fucking, it like it is kind of person. You're fucking smiling all the time. That's what I know about you. <laughs> I don't know if that means it's positive or I just love everything. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's a good, I love life. I love doing shit. I love going out. I love driving my car, I love doing all this stuff. But then, yeah, man, like COVID, there was one point at COVID. I was just like, man, like I got super choked. Cause I was like, man, I fucking want to go hang out with my friends. Like I just want to do the normal shit that like we just used to do. Like everyone would be at the shop, you know, nobody's wearing masks or any of that stuff. And then, you know you just go we we go meet up at goo or whatever it may be and go eat or like i don't know just just normal stuff and then obviously like you know we used to go out for dinner all the time my wife and i and this and that and like we're just married trying to like have this new life but like you can't go do that you can't go do this and then yeah for a while there i was just like got super kind of like depressed i guess is what it's called <laughs> that would that would be it yes that that's yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it was just like, I mean, I think, yeah, like, I don't think that you're alone in that. That's like a pretty like well-known yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like, I, I think I guess, anyone who was already suffering with mental health, like got pushed oof. beyond, you know? Yeah. And I guess, I guess my point was like, I didn't think I could get there. I didn't think that that would happen to me. I was just like, okay, this is cool. Like I got all this dope shit in my life. <laughs> like I got a business, you know, we're making all these new parts, hiring all these new people. But yeah, like, yeah, sometimes you just kind of felt like, man, like, 
like fuck this it sucks like this, this is garbage you know and but yeah i don't really know what i did to get out of it but i mean i just you know talked to my wife and and, and you know my therapist maybe a burn then i did bought a fucking a truck then i bought a truck yeah before i make my joke did you say you went to the therapist i, I do have a th- i do have a therapist and, and honestly like uh it's it's kind of for other stuff like uh i didn't really talk to talk to them about like the, the whole code stuff but like i had a lot of shit in my past with like my dad and and other like just life things that like i couldn't i i just could not for the life of me deal with for like my entire life um but yeah i mean honestly in my opinion a therapist a hundred thousand percent i mean if you find a good one i've had a couple and i don't know one i went to and i was just like whatever but like i found one and i was just like man this this person is literally a lifesaver like they're and it's not you like you literally just tell them shit and they just they don't solve it but like they do they give you the tools to help solve the problem yeah like they like i i use it for myself um i've used you know for relationships all sorts of stuff and like yeah i i think they're great if you get a good one it is absolutely like the best money you could possibly spend not that money is even really an object when you're talking about you know your own health mental or physical well, or whatever but some but for some people it is because some people don't have the means to access yeah i guess that's true that's that, absolutely right, true like, um not but, everybody's got 1j money just laying around you know like <laughs> if you can't and it's yeah. like a, it is a big thing right like we don't necessarily have all the and, and I mean, honestly, it feels like, like if you ha- are living that like paycheck to paycheck life you probably have more stresses as well yeah and i mean and you probably need you don't it. know you if you can it. make rent or you know you don't know where your kid's food's going to come from that's probably that's, extremely stressful like that's that's true and, and honestly i i will admit that like <clears throat> probably up until i was almost basically forced to see a therapist uh I was just like, nah, nah, like, no, I got this. Like, fuck that. I don't need, I don't need to talk to anybody. They're not going to help me. You know, I could totally do this on my own. And then it just got to the point where like, man, you're, you're literally not dealing with this. So like, there's, um, nothing, there's okay. nothing you can do. So you need to get somebody that knows what to do. So two things. I love that when, you know, when we always have a guest on, it still becomes about Gerard and I'm no, not I, in the night. Well, that's so fine. I, I'm just, no, no, I enjoy it. It's all. No, we can now bounce this back. <laughs> no, no, no. I, could, no, yeah, I exactly. actually want to, no, hang on though. I do want to know, Gerard, how did you know when it got to that point? Like what was the point where you're like, no, because I, I do think, and it is funny because I've noticed the way that we talk about mental wellness and mental health. Yeah. And then we said younger generations seem to have a better grasp of it is that we will say a thing and laugh after we say it, or we'll make a joke. Yeah. And we're like, we're trying to like soften the blow. And even when you said like, Oh, I saw a therapist. It was like kind of like a trail off at the end of the thing. And I didn't even hear you at first where I had, mm. I had to be like, no, actually like go into that. And yeah, it's such yeah. an interesting thing because I do think that our generation for the most part, uh, and maybe especially in the car community, I don't know. It seems yeah. like we feel like uh, we've said it before in the past, like that car community has to be like one of the most like ego driven, like macho type yeah. communities <laughs> for sure, for sure out there. And it's probably really hard to be like, oh yeah, I actually need help. So 
how did you know at what point? Because like, as you said, on the outside, here's a guy that uh, pretty much, you know, has it all, has it all (laughs) seemingly. Right. But that's the thing. Everybody looks like they're fine. I mean, or some, you know, some people don't look like they're fine, but yeah, you could, you could take (laughs) any. (laughs) Yeah. They're probably really not doing good. (laughs) But I mean, you could take 10 people and, you know, eight people will look fine. And six of those eight people aren't fine. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was just stuff like from, from my childhood, man. And, and I'm not a fucking young dude anymore. I was, I think probably 40, 41 or 42. And uh, yeah, I was, I was getting married and uh, my wife noticed that like every time, yeah, every time the stuff would come up, it was just uh impossible to deal with so just see a therapist it helps clearly (laughs) um but yeah no like you just i just couldn't there's nothing i could do to get rid of it there's there's nothing i could do to deal with it and i just i had to see somebody and that was that was just the bottom line man like it just wouldn't go away and yeah, and you can't you can't know everything about everything, right? Like, yeah, exactly. No. Like, you can't be uh, expected, yeah, to have all the, the answers, answers for everything. All the time. Yeah, yeah. So. If, <clears throat> I will say though, I never understood when I was younger. I was always like, oh yeah, like it's the new age, blah blah blah. Like as a as a father or as a husband, uh, I don't think I need to have all the answers. And the older I get, and the more and more I feel mm-hmm. like I'm meant to have it all together. Yeah, have more of the answers and I was like man I definitely do not have all the answers and I still like I'm like I look up and I'm like holy crap I'm 37 like I still feel like a, a, you know like a 20 something year old being like oh I, I gotta go do this car thing and drive this car around and, and make this video and take these pictures and be at this event and it's like realistically that maybe shouldn't be where my head's at but like it, it definitely like the more <coughs> Uh, yeah, the more we like, the further along I get, the more I feel like I should have it together. And I'm like, man, I don't. And I yeah. always look and I'm like, it feels like my parents had it together. <laughs> I know there's memes about that. Like people love to share the memes. Like when my parents were 25. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But uh, there I'm, is truth to that. But yeah. 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 But also like everything was way cheaper then. And like, you know what I mean? It was, you could start a life and like have a no nothing job and have like a huge yeah. like a normal house. Our our guest Gordon, yeah. Have you <laughs> talked to a therapist in your life? Multiple. Um. Yeah. Started out with marriage counseling. That was fun. Uh, did that one didn't work, but uh, the counselor was really good. Um. And then I had one for a little bit. It really helped for things with parenting. Um. Back to your question, Ryan, like with, when you're asking Gerard, like when, when do you think it was time? Um, for me personally, it's when I felt my parenting start to slide and just not care or not try to put in effort. Um, so for me, that was kind of a turning point for myself um, where I actually, you know, sought help and went and talked to a counselor. Um couldn't help me really much on the relationship side of stuff it seemed but really got some good points to work with the kids and how to reconnect with them um and kind of reconnect um and kind of almost restart myself as a as a single parent and and that 
it's okay that you don't have your life together. Um, you know, we look at Instagram and everything like that and everyone seems like it's perfect. And, you know, like you guys were saying, it's, you take eight people, six of them are falling apart, but they look great. And, <clears throat> and it's, and even like, like Ryan, you're like, Oh, like I'm 37. Like, you know, I feel like I should have more. And like my parents had it all together. I, I don't think our parents did. I think it was. You take cost, that back. Cost, Marlene no, and Fred are no, Sorry. No, yeah. but I mean, like you look at like, yes, yes. Certain things were easier to get a house and keep and have two cars and all this kind of stuff. But when it comes to, to parenting and, and, and that yeah. side, we're, we're all just guessing because every, <laughs> We all know that every kid is different and every kid is horrible and great at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where I went. And then honestly, currently I'm trying to find another therapist to talk to about basically just like progressing with relationships and trying to blend families and, and kind of go that route with things. So that's kind of, I'm still on that journey. And I think a lot of people are. Um, You'll hit me up. Yeah. I got a great one. Okay, cool. I will hundred percent. I'll just, right. you know, Text me the number. We're finally about to get that sponsorship. I'm yeah, I was about to say, well, you, should, you should just say it out now and maybe we could get all sponsored. I am. <laughs> Free <therapy>. uh, <laughs> All right, here's our two-minute uh, ad. We'll just play it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so just for reference, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like on this podcast, like, some people know, like, hey, you got kids, you got kids, Ryan, you know what I mean? But, like, uh, so I have uh, currently three children, uh, one, you know, <laughs> Two are blended. One was my wife's, one was mine, and we have one together. And Ryan, you have? I have one. And it's funny because when I edited one of the podcasts, I realized I said my daughter's name, which is fine. My daughter's name is June, which is also uh, a month, obviously. And uh, (laughs) when I was, (laughs) she's not named after the month. And then I was telling the story and I said something, blah, 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 June. And I realized, oh, man. Most people probably don't have the context of like what the fuck I'm talking about. I should say my daughter, but then I was like, the story probably made no sense because I thought I was just talking about the month <laughs> of June being a jerk to me or something like that. But yeah, anyway, I have one kid, and Gordon has. I have I have two, uh, son and a daughter, and then uh, my girlfriend has two girls. So currently, we are blending four children. <laughs> Um, thank, thank God for Honda Odysseys. Um, they have everything you could ever want. People telling you minivans are coming back to the scrapyard. You have a Sienna, Gerard. I don't have a Sienna. My wife has a Sienna. No, you have a Sienna, bud. I've seen you drive it. It's yours. Okay. Okay. It's got a Toge factory license. Kevin has fur babies. Yeah. Kevin has some fur babies. Yeah, I got two nieces, or so I got. Yeah, I got two nieces on one side and a niece and nephew on the other side, uh, but no children of my own. Yeah, yeah. So. That, that is true. <laughs> You'd think it would have come up by now, but maybe not. Stay, stay strong, Kevin. Hold out. Just hold out, please. I mean, if it's after eighteen, it's probably okay, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll <laughs> then I don't have any child. Then I don't have any child support at that point. Jesus Christ. Unless they go to post secondary, then you're still screwed. Oh, really? Yeah. If they don't take a year off, Listen. then uh, <laughs> oh, they go straight. <laughs> yeah. Post, you got to keep paying in post secondary unless they take uh, a year off first, and then yeah. you don't have to pay it anymore. How do you yeah, know yeah. this shit, man? He, I, did, I, he did his homework. <laughs> he was in a divorce. Shit or what? He was just in a divorce. Oh, 
I learned this. I learned this at the hockey rink from other guys. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, like yeah. it's not like something you're like, hey, by the way, like you know, when this kid that might be mine, but not really mine, like goes to post secondary, <laughs> is it possible that I like who the fuck nothing? Um. Uh, so, how about you guys? Any of you guys ever seen a therapeutic? Uh, I've <laughs> never seen a there. I've been to like counseling with my wife when we first got married to like figure out the uh like the adjustment of being married okay. which i mean like we had been living together but we got married and then apparently we needed to see uh a marriage counselor at that point and to adjust i i, I mean you know in the I'd beginning the a lot of this stuff the, uh, 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 you weren't you know you're not you're not selling me yeah because it, what i was about to say kevin is that early on things seemed very trivial right like it was just kind of like you were talking about like who should do who's you know like i was like i want to do my own laundry you put stuff in the dryer and you shrink it let me handle it and then it it seemed very trivial but uh, i have a friend that kind of says this and i think it's very true that like relationships require tune-ups ed we're all car guys we understand that they require maintenance and the longer you go without having it checked out probably uh the harder those things that seem trivial they build up and probably seem harder to fix the longer you go i i imagine i don't i don't know i'm sure there's people out there that are are super happy and have never had to do it but i think for the most part if you're not driving the toyota of relationships you need to probably get maintenance (laughs) wow that hurt ryan (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you got got faster windows you know (laughs) And I'll attest to that. Like definitely, yeah. you know, any any marriage or any relationship period is work. Any any marriage is more work. I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously there's probably a pretty fine line. Some people think it's the same shit, living together, being married, whatever. But yeah, you add kids into the mix, you add jobs into the mix, you add blended families into the mix, you add exes into the mix, you add, you know, businesses, parents, fucking what's what's the in-laws? Hobbies. Like, Hobbies. hobbies you know like and then you add personality differences yeah a lot of it, man it's there. like there's just so much that you have to navigate and and you know like it's so funny you look at young kids or young, i guess we call them kids but like you look at anybody that's like i don't know 20 to fucking even 30 years old man and like you just, i just look at them i'm just thinking in my head man like you you have no idea how dope your life is or maybe not dope but like how easy or like carefree your life actually is and it's like you know and then you get the people like well maybe don't have so many kids or like maybe don't get married or like maybe it's like all right man like you just keep being single for like the next fucking 30 years and see how dope that is you know what i mean it's like but maybe those maybe those 21 year olds are going through some shit because everyone's going through some shit and their life's not that dope right now i i mean yes absolutely true but However, I know what you mean. Like when yeah. you, there's, you have significantly less responsibilities and, and stressors. Like, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, my daughter tells me that like, she thinks my life is great because I can do whatever I want. She's four and a half. Right. So like <laughs> she thinks she's got problems. Cause like, I won't let her go to the pool every night or something. <laughs> and then I'm like, Hey, june which we've established as my daughter's name I'm like what makes you think my life's so great and she's like well you can have 
lattes whenever you want. <laughs> that's how she said. So in my daughter's mind, being able to have a latte whenever you want is like you got your shit together, which like I kind of wish that was the case, but it definitely doesn't. I feel, feel like there's multiple way. memes like that where it's just like, you know, when you're young, all you want to do is eat cookies in bed and then you get old and you're like, the last thing I want to do is eat this cookie in bed. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my metabolism has slowed down immensely. And there's, crumbs in, the and there's crumbs in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I always like, this is my problem with parenting is that and I'm like, get pretty real. I'm like, you think I do everything I want to do all the time? Cause let, like, I don't want to watch. Let me tell you dude, now yeah. what I have to do to earn the money to get you yeah. to daycare. No, not even that. I'm like, I don't want to watch Paw Patrol with you. And she's like, why? I'm like, the plot is really thin and it doesn't make sense. And then I have a whole analysis of why Paw Patrol is a stupid show. Because it is uh, a stupid That's show. so good. Anyway. I saw like I feel like I saw like a counselor or a therapist when I was uh younger, and they like were like, You have ADHD. Yeah, like I feel like I, that was someone that I talked to about my feelings and what was going on, but oh, really um, like I feel like it was like grade six, grade seven, so hmm. thirteen or twelve. I don't really know how to, but yeah, I was saying to Gerard just very recently that like we have this sort of like business coach and like mm-hmm. he's really helped to like unpack what seems like really complicated problems and break them down into like step by step just do this and like the problem should go away. And like, it, it really does every time. And it feels like, feels like we wouldn't be where we are without it. So I'm like, man, yeah, I like, I can confidently say there's no way we would be anywhere close to where we are without it. So like instrumental, that's why I'm just like, man, I was saying this the other day. I'm like, man, like, is that what like having a therapist is like, Mm -hmm. is that like what that's allowing you to happen is to like unpack these complex problems in your life and have step-by-step like Gordon was saying, like, you know, like he he gave you these things to do with your kids to really help you like engage with them more and like reset your parenting. And like, I'm kind of like, I was just like, yeah, maybe this is like something that could be, be interesting or. A cool, yeah. You know? And I, I piped up right away and I was like, hundred percent, like exactly like the therapist that I have is literally exactly like, like <clears throat> our, our business counselor or business coach or whatever. It's like, you have some problems and you're kind of like frustrated or whatever. And then she just like, like you said, breaks them down, navigates through them, gives you stuff to do or stuff to work on. And you always leave the session with like, like a purpose. Yeah. I don't know how she does it, man, but there's always like, okay, so let's, let's finish with this. And everything's just kind of fucking better, man. (laughs) I don't know how it works, but like, you know, obviously, like there's work involved to make it better, but like, yeah, yeah. we're gonna do do all the things. Yeah, on just the list. all this shit's <laughs> just been diffused into like, okay, now you're just gonna do this, and then you do the thing. I mean, if you put the work in yourself, like obviously, same with our business. If we we just saw this this business coach all the time and didn't do the work that she you know tells us to do, we would still be nowhere. However, we do the work, and then it becomes awesome. So. Yeah, they just they just like break it break it down. Like for for a lot of people, we're very visual learners and and stuff like that. So they take this complex problem that you have fully scrambled in your head. They look at it from the outside because they have no real motive or or intent towards you. They take your problem, they break it down, like you guys are saying, into small little pieces, 
And those small little pieces are easy to work with and easy to manipulate to basically send you on that path. So like Gerard was saying, like he doesn't know what happens at the end of the session. He just ends up leaving feeling better. Um, That's, that's fully what happens with me in any, anything like that. Cause you get to talk about things you normally wouldn't talk about with people. They listen to you, which is one of the biggest things is they're not sitting there trying to necessarily just force feed you options or things you should do. They listen, they interpret, and then they present you with options of what you can do. And then it's up to you to kind of work through it and basically make it work for you, which, and the way they do that is by breaking it down and it just makes it seem so simple. And you're like, why, why couldn't I do this on my own? And then you go back every week and it works great. (laughs) And I do have to say, it's like, it's, it's a lot different than talking to friends and I'm not saying talking to friends isn't good. Like obviously talking to friends is probably like step one. Like you, you know, we have a pretty big network of friends and obviously some friends are closer. Some friends are, you know, you share more emotions with and stuff. Some friends are just kind of like acquaintances, but there usually is like one or two friends that are close enough to you or that understand you enough that you can talk to or, or, or they'll, or you can listen to, or, you know, whatever it may be that, you know, needs to be done. Um, but yeah, I guess the therapist is, is, is fully like the, the, you know, there's no, there's no bias. They're not trying to get you to do something. They're not trying to like, you know, sway you one way or the other. Yeah, they have, they don't have a horse do, in the race. Yeah. They're just trying yeah. to do the right thing for you. Um, I remember someone told me it was like, as a, your friends are meant to be there to have your back. So like, even if maybe yep. you're slightly in the exactly. wrong or in the yeah. wrong, they're like, yeah. no, dude, you fucking got this. Yeah, like, Fuck them for doing that to you. Go on. You get those totally, friends totally. that like, they just want to, they don't, you know what I mean? And then sometimes the people that are sort of requesting the help, if you tell them the right answer in, in your opinion, they just get choked because you're not agreeing with them. And you're just like, well, fuck, I don't even want to talk to you because you just want to hear what you want to hear. And yeah, I'm not sure. telling you that. So sorry, go talk to someone else. You know what I mean? So one thing we all definitely made it kind of sound like having children <laughs> makes, <laughs> makes it be a bit of an issue, I think. And then Financially and like, mentally. Yeah. We Then we just kind of let Kevin say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and then I don't think that's fair because it is like we're one and and before I get any, even into that I like that we started this episode being like all you got to do is get in your car and rev the engine up a little bit or go for a drive or do a burnout and then we were fully oh, yeah, like yeah. therapy Sorry, is actually the answer we're like therapy therapy yeah. like and so again I think that speaks to probably but I'm, I, I think like I think like you know having a car that you enjoy and like going outside and like breathing the fresh air and doing exercise and hanging out with your friends are all things you can do to improve your mental health that aren't going right. to therapy. But yeah, you know what I mean? I, those, so maybe those are all, maybe that's like the car washing. It's not the tune up, you know, like, yeah. But I mean, sometimes that is therapy too. I mean, time like, is therapy. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, like can uh, be for sure. What's the word, uh, you know, like, I mean, a lot of those euphoric feelings that you feel when you fire up your car or do a burnout or whatever it may be, those, those are pretty temporary. Yeah. Um, 
but mm -hmm. perhaps the time combined with doing those things that you actually like, maybe will bring you out of some sort of really low place. But uh, I, obviously there's, there's going to be some sort of solution to the actual problem. Yeah. I mean, it's also a double-edged sword though. Cause you can, uh, you could probably get pretty deep into like your car, right? Like if you're like, man, this brings me so much joy, but now I got to build it into like a 600 horsepower vehicle. And then oh, like, and I mean, you know, and, that, and then you put your money into it and then it's a financial woe. And then you're stressing out because the thing that's meant to bring you joy is on jack stands all the time. And you're trying to solve problems. Like it's a tricky thing. You can easily like, I don't know, not easy. I mean, our but like, sure. like buddy Ben from last podcast was talking about how like he was yeah. feeling burnt out, you know, and like yeah. just like how do I keep up the motivation to even like get this thing done? And it's just like, well, it doesn't really sound like that's helping his mental health at this point. But you know, he's maybe you know once he gets to that first event or fires it up, then like yeah. that will you know. And that's the thing is like no no one's ever just like a straight line through life like you know it's ups and it's ups and downs and sometimes sometimes you got to work really hard and you're not really getting a lot for it and other times you're just kind of coasting and everything's everything's turning up gold for you but yeah there's there's definitely just like a, an underlying struggle with like everything because yeah I guess I was describing that I was having trouble with you know the whole isolation and not being able to do what you want so I so yeah I built that blade. And I said, I'm going to force myself to drive this one Jay-Z powered, like modified car every single day through the winter. Like I've never had a sick car through winter. And I did that, which was fine. And that's, you know, it was enjoyable. I went drifting, you know, we made a video. It was cool. But at the same time, there are consequences with that too. Like, yeah, you slid into a curb, you destroyed a wheel, you destroyed your bumper. And now all the shit underneath your car is like kind of rusty and like all this stuff. So it's like, that was great. And like, euphoric at the time and now it's like you're dealing with all these other problems and like even to keep that car going you know there's all this maintenance and all this other shit and then somebody backs into it and you're like fuck like you just got it on the road you just got it in line you just got all this shit and then somebody just like fucks it up and then that could be the thing that puts you over the edge because all this other shit's bad too and it's like yeah now your car is actually worse you know what i mean like but mm. at the same all time in one basket yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Gordon, gonna, what do you think? Yeah. So I know I was just going to kind of say, like, like Drew was saying, like, you know, you you have this this car that you love and you want to drive, and you're constantly driving it, and then it gets a little nick and gets hit and stuff like that. That's kind of like our mental state for a lot of yeah, Every, we have these little little hits, these little bumps, and things like that, and so. When our car happens like that, we take it to the body shop or to the mechanic. Or if you're so inclined, you try to fix it yourself, but you're not really great at it. So you go and basically for us, we take ourselves to a therapist and we talk to those people and they kind of iron out all the dents and the marks and the nicks in our life and try to basically bring us back to, you know, a whole person that is happy and centered and can actually function without constantly breaking. That's an awesome analogy. I never thought about that. But what if you go out and do all the things again that wrecked the car in the first place? <laughs> then you go, then you go, then you go back. Same as you would with therapy. You don't just go for one session and like bam, I'm healed. I'm out. I don't need to ever go back That's again. That's called a slip, Ryan. You know, and people yeah, have yeah, yeah. people have them all the yeah, time. Have, uh, well, but I'm just saying if you repeatedly are like, yeah, all that like there's all these things. Like you get better. Everything gets better, right? Like you don't suck so bad, so you don't crash your car. 
and or you don't suck so bad and you don't get into a I stupid mean, relationship where where you know you're gonna get fucked up or hurt or or whatever, right? Oh, but how do you know that? Because your because therapist teaches you how to see the red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like I'm oh, not gonna go try to you know do the same third gear move and go as fast as I possibly can, and you know there's a wall there. I, I know not to do that anymore. Okay. All right. <laughs> do you? Um, I like the yeah. Do you? I Maybe like I'll the, just uh, learn how to left foot break a bit better, and I probably would have just pulled out of that really easily or something. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I like the uh, the thing. It was like the definition of insanity. I think. Maybe yeah, yeah, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's kind of the thing, right? Uh, yeah, good. So I, I think it's going to get to a point where you kind of have to just do what makes you happy, because yep. and it's hard. It's hard to do that, right? Because especially if you're if you're into people pleasing and making sure that everyone's happy and taken care of and then you look after yourself so if you're constantly doing that it's you basically wear yourself down to nothing to where you're a shell and and i guess that's been kind of my my focus for a while is i I still can't get away from the people pleasing and and the making sure that everyone's good over myself because then, of course, I'm left at a deficit. Um, but now I'm just trying to kind of focus on small things that make me happy that I don't care if people like or not. You know, just going and doing what I want to do or doing something to my car, or with my car, or with hockey or with work or with my kids. I start being, I think, a little more selfish. And It's not I, selfish, though. No, I, yeah. but, no, I you, mean... You it's, can't fulfill anybody else to, when you're empty. But, but when you're when you're someone like me who likes to basically make sure everyone's happy, you guys don't see it as selfish. But to me personally, when I do something for myself over someone else, to me, my brain's telling me, oh, that's selfish. Not necessarily in a I'm not gonna do it way. Um, but still it's it's just that's how it's viewed in my head. And so I have to start focusing and actually really um drilling down on it's not actually selfish it makes me happy and you have to start putting your happiness before others because once you basically wear yourself down to nothing most of the time the people that were there while you were happy and making them feel good they're gone they're They're not they're not there to help you 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 were a yes you were a yes person and you built them up and they're not built that same way and so you're left basically to try to build yourself back. And the worst part is, is there's a lot of people that, that can't do it. And that's, and that's the sad part. Like I've, I've lost some friends due to mental health. Um, I've lost friendships due to it. It's, it's a slippery slope. And I mean, having those, those few key friends in your life to kind of bring you back are pivotal. And also just the ability to shift your, your mindset, I guess. Yeah. I was going to add to what you said there. Um, the yes, the yes man or the like people pleaser. Yep. I think in small amounts, that's not the worst thing, but I feel like it's, it's, it's pretty dangerous in relationships for <laughs> sure. Cause like, like in relationships, you know, like it, it's pretty easy at first to like, okay, like we got along pretty well. Like there's the first few kind of steps where you're like, okay, this is good. Like, you know, I like her, this and that. And then maybe things, you know, aren't all perfect, but you can adjust, 
you're, you know, you're a yes person, you're a people pleaser. You can adjust here a little bit there, a little bit there. And then sort of relationships are compromised, you know, that's what a relationship is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a compromise. (laughs) You know, it's, 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 it's not hurts. It's you, you you know, you should be more resilient, et cetera, et cetera. And then shit, like a couple years later, a couple months later, you look and you're like, man, like, wait a second. Like, like, what about me? Like, what about me? Like, and, and like you were saying, it being selfish, like, dude, I had to learn how to do that. Like I used to just literally live my entire life for girls or girlfriends or whatever the hell they be. And like, I had to learn to just be like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to hang out with my homies. And like, I had to learn how to do that at like a late age too, man. Like, yeah, I feel know. like that's like when I met you. Yeah, literally pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was not like that at all. Kevin, right out of the gate, was like, if you're going to make me choose between my car or yeah. a girl, I choose the car every yeah, exactly. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that uh, it's a tricky thing. Yeah, relationships are a compromise. Um, I, yeah, I think I figured out pretty early on. I was like, ah, no, I need like cars in my life. And I knew that that was very much separate from like, my wife like my car life is she like has helped with the blog and stuff she like proofreads everything because she is a writer by trade so she like does does all that stuff uh but she has no interest in cars and i have you know like i guess kudos to people who are in relationships where their like girlfriend is also into cars um uh, i had i don't even know if i guess oh i guess his wife doesn't listen to this podcast, but my good friend Jordan Hall, when we were first met, he was like, I don't want my girlfriend to come to the track. He's like, that's time for me and the boys. Like, I don't need my girlfriend around for that. And I was like, yeah, man, like I kind of get it. Like that was my escape from, uh, from the things that were tough or not tough, but you know, like when you needed a break from, being in a relationship, you could go do car stuff. And then when you need a break from like car stuff, you can kind of go be in a relationship, but also I guess the relationship is a constant, yeah. but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it was like, it's just one of those avenues of like, and people who can like mix all those things together, the more power to them. But I, I think I compartmentalize my life. Um, I think what was tough because Gerard a while back in this podcast, you said about the pandemic we went into a lockdown it was very like strange and i was uh the person i was very content going to work i really liked my job my job had a night a lot of nice like uh cushy perks we have like beer taps in the office and stuff so your boy would get drunk on fridays and stay in the office and do that type of thing and having to adjust from like that social experience to being at at home was very tough and then in that, what I would always kind of tell people at work when it was like, oh, this work thing goes away. Like, I'll just go back and do car shit like anytime. Like, I love doing car stuff. But then I couldn't do car stuff. And I was just kind of stuck in like one mode, one version of me, which was like family me. And that was really tough. Like, it was draining. Uh, my family is very strict on the rules of of mandates and pandemics and all those things so it was you know it was it was i think uh there would be a point like even kevin and gerard there would be like i wouldn't see you guys in person for like four months at a time because it was just like oh yeah i 
we're not going out right now because that's what the rules say. And man, like there, yeah, there is definitely, it was for sure rough. And then I had to find a thing to like keep myself occupied. And that is actually when I like pitched the podcast to you guys. Cause like, I was like, I don't know what else to do with my time. I need to be around cars to some extent. And this kind of like fills a, that void. But yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely rough, it, especially when the things that you want to be like, hey, that's my like piece of happiness isn't there anymore. Yeah, uh, probably tough for a lot of people. But, for yeah. sure. Yeah. One thing I will say is like during like the beginning of the pandemic and almost like all throughout, it's like my, my thing is like, you know, like I like I like cars and vehicles and it's like that hasn't really been too affected for me. It was like, I could still go to the shop. I could still work on my vehicles. I could still drive them around. I could, you know, I still got to go camping. I like, so it didn't really feel like I had like the toughest lockdown, if you will. So I think that was a huge thing for my mental health. And it's like, our business kind of just took off during that time. It's like my mom, her whole thing is travel and she has like a travel business and like her shit tanked and also like her sort of business tanked and then also like the thing that she loves to do she like can't do so like it was like a double whammy for her um backing up a bit how you guys said like you established quickly sort of in your relationships like yo like cars or nothing you know or like whatever and i feel like for people like maybe gordon and i um <laughs> you know you sort of bend a little bit and like you know adjust a little bit in the beginning and what that does is it just becomes difficult to backpedal later on because they're like, what do you mean you want to go like motorcycle riding all Sunday or whatever it may be? And then you're like, well, actually that's like totally what I want to do. That's like totally what I used to do all the time. And I just want to do that. And it's like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And it's like, the farmer's yeah. market and the antique show yeah and the kids <laughs> and the family it's like all right man like yeah, yeah. i just no, need I, to I, go I, ride I, my fucking motorcycle like <laughs> that for sure still exists though i think that's that's a constant like and i mean luckily my wife doesn't listen to the podcast um she <laughs> you know like it's a, a the occasional thing too is like it's probably hard for her to understand that there is a car in her underground parkade that is worth like a decent chunk of money and we've talked about that before and she always says she understands but then there's times where it is a, a little bit tough and you know i'm the type of person that if i'm gone do like doing a car thing sometimes isn't like a two hour activity. Maybe it is for some people, but it's like, if you're going to a car show or a car meet, your car's there. And then you're with, you're with your friends and you're, you're, you know, you're at the meet for X amount of time. And then maybe you do something after the meet and it ends up being like an eight hour or all day endeavor. Or sometimes you're getting on a plane and flying to fucking Wisconsin to like take photos of cars. Like it's, it's the big ask and it is always, it's always an ask, especially like when you have, oh, yeah. it's the same thing, Gerard. And I do get what you mean. Like there's, <clears throat> I not, I, I compromised on other things. And for the most part, I'm lucky enough that my wife understands that that means something to me, but I don't know if it always fully makes sense you know and like i get it it doesn't always fully make sense to me like imagine holding on to something just for the sake of having it when it's worth like a 
decent chunk of change, right? Especially in today's market. Yeah, uh, yeah I, so it isn't, for me at least, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. It's not uh, It's not like, haha, I set the rules and the guidelines and I, I get to live by them. It's like, no, no, I, I still have like guidelines and things that I have to like abide by. And it's, it's a give and take and sometimes a push and pull, but it, it yeah, that's is like, what it is. Yeah, like George was saying, it's all it's all compromise. You know, like Ryan, like like you had said previously, like, you know, like some people want to have that that partner that's into the same things they are. Like I'm I'm sure that if if your wife was into cars as much as you or she'd be like, Yeah, like let's go on road trips, let's keep the car forever, let's, you know, go on motorcycle rides all day, Sunday and things like that. But when you don't my have family's a- never getting on a motorcycle, <laughs> Okay. Scooters, scooters. Um then but if you if you don't have all the same interests and one of them is a major part of your life then it just takes compromise so okay maybe every second sunday you get to go out or or things like that i get what gerard was saying where and and i'm definitely guilty of where you bend at the beginning and it's really hard to gain that traction back um you basically have to kind of fight for it to get it back and then um but then it's a fight it is a fight and and, And, and then there's resentment and then we always lose we already know that we lose doesn't matter what happens it Um, it sounds like you just have to be upfront with like you know what you are about as a person and be open with your communication you know yes i mean kevin (laughs) if kevin had a dating hang on if kevin had a dating profile thing i'm like whatever tinder it's like it it would be like the you and then the lesser than sign and then like car (laughs) that's like straight up this is what you're getting into and then it would be like drift and then it would be like the equals with the line through it because you don't even not even close like drifting is number one you know cars number two and then that's a significant other Paul's uh, a goddamn saint. Basically, yeah, because it doesn't really sound like that profile would be getting too many swipes. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, oh, I'd swipe right. Pink Altesa. <laughs> They'd be like, is, like this, is this a guy a or is this a car? Like, yeah. Why is every photo of a car? Well, this guy isn't a picture of him holding a fish that he caught. <laughs> At the top of a mountain. Dude, I want to like uh, Photoshop a photo hey, of me holding the Alteza like a fish. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Tinder photos with you on top of a mountain. Okay, boys. Oh, <laughs> nothing wrong. I like, I do enjoy, side note, I do it like, uh, I've had friends that have gone through divorces later in life. And then they're like, they talk to me and they're like, why is every man holding a fish? in his profile photo like and they're holding it closer to the camera so it looks bigger it's like i don't care if you're a provider fish yeah i mean so is the supermarket but all right you know like ah whatever but then the answer was they're being pescatarian yeah they're being upfront about what their hobby is i would think but like i think they're just trying to look more adventurous yeah, oh, yeah. Than they probably but, actually are. But like, <laughs> or they just really like fishing and they have yeah. no other pictures of themselves. Or they think they look the best in it because in their mind, we probably also think that we maybe look the best standing in front of our car. Like, all, aren't 
all of our. I don't pictures. think I ever had a single car photo in any of my shit. Like, what's your profile? What is your profile photo? Me? That is you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All of our profile photos are us, except for maybe Kevin. You mean on, on Facebook? Kevin. What are you talking about? Yeah. What you, I'm, Anywhere. I'm, I'm sitting on my car. I'm sitting on the roof of my car yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Kevin, you fully. And then on Facebook. You're, it's like I'm you're silhouette. silhouetted yeah. and then your car is the thing that you see. Kevin's doing it right, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> My profile picture on Facebook is me drinking a beer and I haven't changed it in a very long time. And then when we were trying to find a nanny for June, I remember being like, nobody's going to talk to me because it's me chugging a beer. <laughs> on a beach and sure enough nobody reached out to me to be my child's nanny so yeah Aww. that's fine we got one what's gourds mine's uh on facebook it's me holding my kids up at a lake and, and a serial uh, nine t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. always always got to represent my friends represent. always but i'm just gonna say this what i like about your setup is that it's a photo of you at the lake and then yeah. you're like your banner photo on Facebook is the same lake. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, thank you. Style, <laughs> yeah. style, style points, I guess. I think mine is like, Ryan Benoit photo. Ooh, I'm not so sure my, my, my background is in the Ryan Benoit photo. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. you at your wedding looking very happy. Best year of your life. Car of your drift for your car drifting. I like Kevin's because Kevin's is backwards. It's like his car is his profile picture, and then his banner <laughs> is him camping with his girlfriend in the dyno in the background. Well, you can it's it's a bigger photo, you know. Clearly, yeah, the yeah, yeah. priorities and are... like there's still like it's like a, it's a bit of an air of mysteriousness, you know. You don't like your who is that? Like well, you know, like all I can see is their outline, like you know. No, no, but I'm saying like, yeah, your profile photo, cool. But then even like your banner photo, like you have, like most yeah. people would be like, here's me and my significant other. And you're like, uh-uh, first, well, me and my he's, car. He's still five years old. He's like, car, yeah, exactly. car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, amazing. Good. I'm glad we I am who I am. And that's why right? I put yeah, no. yeah, the greater than you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm falsely representing on Instagram with my borrowed helmet from Gerard sitting passenger seat in a drift car. So, but I look cool. I like I like my Instagram photo. It's pretty sick. I do feel like we've made having kids and being married feel like the worst. It is the worst, Ryan. Come on, my my cousin my cousin in Calgary, she wants to conspire with another couple to basically divorce. And so they'll shift kids from house to house so they can have their alone time. What do you yeah. mean? Oh, I see. That's called, that's, isn't that just like sending your kids to hang out at their cousin's house for the night? Yeah, but for like multiple days in a row. I mean, I would spend an entire summer at my aunt's house. Really? Yeah. That'd be sick. I'm sending, I'm sending the kids away to the States with my parents. Yeah. Why, yeah. why not, right? Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's good. That's another parenting style, though. Good, well, but I used to. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I love going down with my with my grandparents to the trailer and stuff like that. So yeah, totally it's great. So Kevin, you would you would go? Where did your aunt live? Uh, I won at the time. It was in Vernon. Yeah, and you would just and then I went summer. and I spent like another summer at my other uncle's place, and I was in like Fort Nelson. 
That was that was mentally health draining. <laughs> was it? Anything uh, with the name Fort. Anything with the name Fort just sucks. It, it, dude, it's really up there. There was like, like one paved road with like one stop sign. Like, it just like wasn't the place where like a fourteen year old kid wants to be. You know. So why were you there? Like, why were you sent there? I guess is my. I don't know. Probably because. Like Vancouver's not the place for a 14 year old boy who's out of school to be hanging out all day, in my mom's opinion, when I could be somewhere else, you know, with, with some supervision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are your parents together or not together? I've never really. Uh, my parents them. are not together. They then, were not together fairly. I think I was like 14 or 13, maybe. Okay. No, no, no. I was 15. I was 15. This whole time we were like shitting on like, ah, oh, you have to get married, you have kids, and we could have been learning things about Kevin, but we were. I, these are things <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to talk about your dad. I was also going to talk about yeah, like I haven't. I've been trying not to like drink. I haven't drank in twenty days, which is like a huge thing for me, which like is like a mental health thing. But like to me, I don't know. Like, I, I never like lost any relationships due to it. Like you know, friends aren't not seeing me. Like, like. But like, like I don't know. I, not drink at all or drink less? I was trying to know I was trying to drink less, but I haven't drank at all. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. It's like take it was I would say it was taking more of a physical toll on me than um like a mental toll on me, but like it's obvious both. Like it it fully affects everything going on with your body. Um and then yeah, like my my dad's dad was an alcoholic, my dad was an alcoholic, like I was am or was basically an alcoholic um and yeah it's just like man i've been literally drinking nonstop for like 20 years like maybe i should take a look at like how this is affecting my life or serving me or like is it serving me in any way like or is it literally just such a habit now you know so yeah i don't know i've been trying to like deal with that and like i don't like they talk about how like Oh, like after you quit drinking, like sometimes certain people can just, they can't feel any happiness because like, that's crazy. Yeah. And like other people, they're just overjoyed because it's like your body and your, all your emotions have been so numbed from all this alcohol for so long that now that you've stopped doing it, like you can't, you can't control your emotions and you're just so happy or so sad or like, so like, it definitely is like a lot of weird, like weird mental things about it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like, I feel happier. Like if, you know. So that's, I guess that's good, you know. That's cool. Definitely. Yeah. Good. Twenty days is a pretty long time for somebody who drinks what every day or not every day or a couple of days. Or... Dude, I'd say I drink like five drinks every day. Every day. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. Like, I mean, not and like maybe not like every, you know, like it maybe be three one day, but then like seven another day. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So like I, it was like I think I started like I started this whole thing by like starting to count them and just being like, holy shit, like this is crazy. That's a lot. That's like fully alcohol. Oh yeah, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. And I, like and like I mean it wasn't always like that. And like, you know, like and yeah, same yeah. thing. It's like it's not always like that. It's just like, you know, sometimes I'd, you know, come home and I drink a bunch, and other times I'd come home and not drink at all. But like over the course of the time and if you average it all out it's still a ridiculous amount so basically every night you go to sleep you're you're pretty much drunk yeah 
Oh, that's crazy, man. I, I, mean, I, not, I'm not, I mean, not anymore, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I, didn't even, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Like, I know you drink, like, often. I drank often. I just thought it was, like... That's what I mean. It was never, yeah, it's not, that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't really think it was ever a problem for me. Like, it's not like affecting my job. Like, I'm, I'm not yeah, like, yeah. you know, like pe- people aren't like leaving my life because of it, but like <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not a problem. It just means it's yeah. not that much of a problem, you know? Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. yeah, like I said, like maybe, you know, maybe I have all these other things in my life that are, are helpful for my mental health and this isn't but it's like, it was really starting to take a toll on my physical health. So like, like, yeah. Did you find it was hard to stop? Like, were you like, I I talked to Gerard about this a while ago too, where I was just like, I used to really like Slurpees. Like I would have a Slurpee a day. Like I'd I'd be drinking Slurpees in the winter. Like I'd have a Slurpee and Gordon would come by the shop and be like, Hey, I'm getting Slurpees. You want one? I'd be like, yeah, get me another Slurpee. Like, (laughs) Like, and then one day I was just like, man, like, I don't want to, I don't want this anymore. It's like so much sugar. Like I don't need it. And like, just like right then I just kind of completely stopped. And now like the only time I get a Slurpee is if someone like comes by the shop with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I need to have that sort of self-control or willpower or, or whatever it is with, with my drinking too. And then, yeah, that's what I was like. I want to just kind of slow down, but like, I just kind of stopped. I don't know for me that like seems almost easier. But then also yeah, it yeah. seems it seems like a like a false thing. It's like, you know, I went out to a nice dinner with Nicole the other week and it's like, man, it, it would be really nice to have a cocktail at this dinner. It's, you know, I'm not drinking five beers on a Wednesday night. I'm having one beer on a special occasion uh-huh. or one drink, you know, but I was like, I don't know if I'm I'm at that point yet. But like, I don't want to just be like, it's either yes or no. Like, I'd like to be able to consciously limit it and make decisions about why you know Uh you guys want to answer some questions it's fun (laughs) to answer (laughs) questions with guests Uh, yeah because we can get their opinion on the question yeah 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 yeah. all right okay so should we say something like hey let's end this episode on like a lighter note or nothing or just yeah i'll just put that let's answer some questions well what's our takeaway i think uh i think our takeaway is that if I've learned anything from this episode is that our generation probably still deals with the stigmas of mental illness and mental illness. And that therapy is probably the answer for most of us is what I actually good solid yeah. takeaway. I mean, I agree. I mean, therapy can come in many shapes or forms but definitely the professional type is the most effective. probably number one it's <laughs> the professional type is the yes. serial nine of <laughs> of of health. mental wellness yeah you know yeah, yeah you can uh, try to do it yourself at home and maybe you're fucking end up with bacon parts will work properly bacon yeah health. maybe bacon bacon fenders yeah you know like you can bacon fenders <laughs> your mental wellness or you can probably get professional help <laughs> uh, yeah okay well let's uh let's do some questions because man i got questions all right people i love that they write in and, and ask questions we could almost do every episode as like let's answer some questions uh i got this one today from 93 underscore sc not 93 underscore sc, but sc <laughs> and i love that okay. um <laughs> I love how, that. How, what was the percentage of the beer this night? It was only two beers tonight. Yo, apparently it's, it's hella snowing in Burnaby. 
Yeah, Nicole ran in here the other day here. and was, said it was snowing. The other day? No, like an hour, like an hour oh. ago. <laughs> I, I, might have, I might have said that. Yeah. <laughs> the other day. The other day, um, like an hour ago. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so he wrote, hey, man, love the podcast. Not sure if this is where I ask questions. It's absolutely where you ask questions. If not, I apologize. No need to apologize. But wanted to get your opinion on the JZZ30 chassis and whether you guys think they are a worthy chassis. Didn't we answer Thanks. this question? No, we answered. We answered. No, no. And I, I even clarified. I'm like, hey, this is a great question. We answered... Would you guys ever build parts for the JZZ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 30 chassis. And the answer was nope. But, Gord. Yes. The JZZ 30, how do you feel about that chassis? Um, is it a worthy chassis? Well, if you're not making parts for it, then is it worthy? Yeah, I mean, fucking, they don't make Taycan parts, and Gerard won't shut up about the goddamn thing. Yeah, but he runs the podcast, so he's allowed to talk about what he wants to. Um, <laughs> no, I think technically I run the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan runs the crap. Um, I I kind of like them. I don't know. I, I I'm not the person to ask, honestly. Sorry, boys. I do like the look. I think they're pretty fun. I know our friends down south, buddy Zach has one or had one. It was pretty cool. Um. But what's it being worthy of? Just, Just to like, like own, drift, drive, be happy. I mean, not be happy. You can be happy <laughs> with any car. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, is it, I guess. I think. Yeah. Worthy you can make, of our affection. Yes, I think so. Uh, they're pretty cool. You can actually do a lot of stuff to them. You can make them look pretty cool. I think if you can make a car pretty decent and in this world, drift it and have it perform well i think it's worthy there right. are there are redeeming aspects about the car i used to really really think they were super cool looking and really like them then i kind of got around them and was like oh there's a lot of things about this car i don't like i still think they can look really good i still wouldn't own one but to see to see someone else have one that looks cool i'm all about it i'm, I'm you know but for me, I, I don't think I'm going to have it. Um, I will say <laughs> probably a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, history and drifting tied up in that car. Uh, I think that's fair to say with like D1 and Wayno. Wayno is, yeah, that dude. And the, all the Vertex stuff. And the, it was a TNE. Car, TNA. so I yeah I TNA. think listen is the car worthy? Absolutely. Can it look cool? For sure. Do I want that car myself? No. no. But you're also talking to now a group of four guys that all have four or more doors on yeah. all of their cars, right? So like, none of us are like really after that sporting look. We're all kind of pretty like neck deep in indoors. So I, <laughs> I think uh, practicality. Practicality. Yeah, yeah. More real estate, as Gerard said. I think the car is worthy. I understand why Serial Nine doesn't build parts for it. And I agree with the old episode, like when you 
Gerard, you said it. Like, I, I think there's like there's quite a bit of parts out there for that car. It's an old car now. <clears throat> it probably doesn't warrant having like new <clears throat> parts. I don't <clears throat> think that car is going to make any more of a resurgence. And then it was like, if you've ever had to change the door hinge on that car, oh my god. Know. I think most cars that were in D1 get like a, a big old check. It's probably <laughs> the way our culture works, I think. Anyway, so Gerard? to answer, yeah. Um, I would say. You got to say no, just because we all said yeah. <laughs> uh, say no. For myself? I, I don't know, man. I mean, I can, de- I can definitely, I, I can get down with them as like a, like a stance, like styly drift car for sure. Um, but I mean, they're heavy. They're everything about them feels heavy and they're heavy and they're kind of shitty door panels break and stuff. And the center console breaks and stuff. And I never really liked the fact that it was a Lexus, but then, you know, Sora's Sora would probably be the one that I would want. I definitely thought they were always pretty gangster and I thought it was cool when I found out that you could get (laughs) like a late model one with a VVTI 1J, I thought that was really cool. Cause then it's like, you get the good engine with this kind of older car and it's already done. You just buy it. It's like a 97, 98. And uh, would I buy one? Absolutely not. But if someone were to say, Hey, you can have this and build it and like make it look sick and drive around in it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a four seater too, which is kind of sick versus a Supra, which is like a two plus two. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the rear seats someone, are pretty small, but they're definitely bigger than a Supra. If someone gave you like, if someone gave me like uh, pretty close to that D1 version of that car, I'd be like, yeah, 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 I'll drive that around. I don't want to build <laughs> it, but I would, I would have it. I, I mean, it's a worthy car, I think. There's one dude in Japan. Uh, I recently, mean, his his recently. car, his car's nice. Like, uh, oh really? Yeah. Let me check it out. What's what's the guy? What's the ninety-three SC? Ninety-three SC. He wrote us four hours ago. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, his car is cool. Yeah, drifting. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yo, he has that hood? Although he just picked up a 147, which is way cooler. Yeah, I've got to say 147. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I had this talk with my son earlier today. I'm like, because he's like, oh, Supra. Like, you know, he's played this video game. His second car got was a Toyota Supra. I'm like, you know why we like these cars, like these, you know, like the, my Blit and like the Risto and this. He's like, no, not really. And I'm like, well, basically they're a Supra, but they have, you know, four doors so that I could like carry you and like your sister and like you know little Bella and like mom and stuff. But like it's still fast and it's still sick like a Supra. And he's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like he's always liked these cars, but obviously I think as a kid he obviously likes the Supra or like the Coupe better. Yeah. And I think there's gonna just always be those people that like. Like no matter how practical or how yeah, almost the majority, super, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or they're just gonna like coupes better. And I mean, if I had to choose a coupe, that would be what I would choose. Would I have it over an S14 or an S chassis? <sighs> no, I feel like I wouldn't even choose it over the the ZZ20 or even like the 40. Really, a 20 man? I like the 20. Yeah, man, the 20. Ah, uh, yeah, the 20 like is an, good. It's like an until X7. you fucking drive one. Sure, yeah. But you guys are in the business of making things better. But the problem is sometimes you just don't want to make shit better, man. Like, you just want to drive the shit that's good. Uh, Let me find this other question. So, username. 
is, I believe it's low Lona underscore the underscore Lexus. Lucas Carbono. Lolona. The Lexus. Uh, it's Lucas Carbon Carbono, I assume. Carbono. I'm gonna say it with a French accent. He said, Hey Ryan, loving the podcast. Listen to them all the day they come out, which is great. Thank you. Uh I have two questions that I don't think have been asked. What car do you regret selling? Not for financial reasons, but you love and miss it. If you had a free spot in the garage and could get one car back for free, but and never sell it, what would it be? And then two, when you build, this is not a me question or a Gord question, so I apologize in advance, unless Gord secretly runs his own parts company. I do. Uh, he does. <laughs> he basically I mean, does. I kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Perfect. All right. When you build new parts, do you build it to be the best part on the market and price it knowing it's the best thing out and know people will pay the boutique pricing because it's so good? Or do you set a price point and try to keep it under the number? Thanks for all the entertainment and quality parts. Keep it coming. Or keep it up, but keep it coming. So Gerard, when you sit down to design a part, does Kevin give you a budget and be like, do not go over this price. And you're like, all right. Or do you just let your mind wander? Um, uh, Usually we have, I feel like we still do definitely start with a price point because I've always kind of been with the mentality that like, I'm always about value. So like, I feel like I can take the highest, the most expensive part uh, and offer more features for that same price, or maybe even, you know, be so smart as to manufacture it in an innovative way that's cheaper than the most expensive part yet offers more bang for your buck. And then, so it's basically like an absolute no brainer to buy my part. Um, but I do, however, feel that a lot of our newest like billet stuff is probably definitely going to be on the, you know, top end of the scale, both in sort of like uniqueness, functionality, innovation, but also price. So it feels both. like, yeah, it feels like we design our parts to be the absolute best, but then sometimes from there, we have to backpedal a little bit to make it reasonable, you know, like. Yeah, you know, like someone's not buying a two thousand dollar car and then buying a four thousand dollar control arm, and then they need to do every single other part on the car as well as like the motor and the you know and the body and the wheels and like like you know if right you can yeah you gotta like know your audience you know you just take all the bejeweled off of it and then that brings the price down like no yeah, diamonds exactly. on this one yeah yeah gord what do you do for a living i don't even know what you do for a living i just assume uh, you drive cars and tell me to get a therapist so go no. go skiing <laughs> yeah go yeah skiing actually that's really therapeutic as well um so i am a project manager in a metal shop in delta um and pro so check man a pro we're projecting um and uh, can I can I tell them what I do for you guys? Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, basically, well, until they started getting all the billet stuff, um, we would cut and form all of their arms from pro- from prototyping all the way through to production. Mm-hmm. And then uh, basically, we just send the parts over to uh, to their handy welder, Dusty, and Dusty welded everything up. So, yeah, I've been working with them prototyping, especially like the 
the 161 uh, that they just got made in billet, which looks super amazing. Um, started that forever ago, made out of like, I don't know, like what, 12 different little pieces that all get welded and formed. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. Been fun. So yeah, Gordon, Gordon's definitely part of the Seal Nine family, just, mm-hmm. just as much as Ryan. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm just, I'm just way, way in the background, just hanging out. So, yeah. but I mean, we wouldn't be where we are without Gordon. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, boys. That, that is also 100 percent true. And you yeah. got that profile picture with the T-shirt, so I dig that. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gordon. Gordon was. Uh, singled out by a Washington state sheriff and asked oh my to censor God. his serial nine shirt <laughs> at a formula D event and nobody else. There was like just <laughs> me of us all walking around with the same shirt and only he had to put ta- tape. I'm going to say this. If I was there with you, he yeah. would have also asked me to do it. <laughs> I, so Gord, you and I must be a lot of the same type of person. It's like, if I'm downtown for like two minutes outside, Someone will ask me for directions. Like I fucking. Are you saying someone's gonna ask you for drugs for money? (laughs) No, but people have no problem. You're just an approachable dude. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's like, why aren't I more threatening? Why I don't know where these things are. I don't want you to. But if I was downtown for like honestly like ten minutes, and someone was like, "Where's this building?" and then I got to fucking act like I know. And then I had to figure out the addresses like I was doing. I didn't know where it was. I mean, and then I you sat could, there. You, know, you could I just say, I don't know. I know. You could just no. say, I'm sorry, man. I don't know. You're a people pleaser. You can't. My need for approval overrides that. And I'm like, let me figure out this problem for you. And then I sit with them for like a minute. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm over it. I hate it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I think we've kind the, of answered. There was a this. first. Wasn't that like a first part of the? Wasn't there a first? That part was of the, the question. Yeah, yeah we're I'll, about to do it. Oh, okay, what sorry. car have you owned? Uh, and I feel uh, like I we've forgot, kind of yeah. dabbled with this. And I like to think that I know the answer because I've talked to you guys for a thousand hours. It feels. Oh, like. okay. Ryan should answer for for all of us. Okay, so Ryan. Kevin, what, what car? What car would I want to sell? Kevin, probably <laughs> his. His not his eight six, but like his older Corolla, the the TE, but probably would be what he'd want back. That- uh yeah, I think I keep jumping between that and an X. And the cells. Oh, okay. And then I was also thinking maybe Ooh, the cells They're all so good, you know. Okay. Gerard does not give a shit about any old car <laughs> that he owns and only wants the next best thing. Like he'll give you an answer, but Heart of hearts, he doesn't care about that thing. You know, he uh, he was sad about the Aristo for probably about two and a half minutes, and then he was fine, it seems like. And he didn't even like that car. And then all these other cars, like Gerard, I feel like if he's experienced a thing, it's probably more content to move on to mm-hmm. the next thing. But that being said, if he had to choose something that he kept, I feel like at one point you said maybe your... Uh, the fuck was your we haven't talked about it in a while your your muscle car that you had your first car my muscle car Not i mean you had a cortina car. Only car. the cortina maybe the cortina you'd have a tie to mm, no nah. the muscle Honestly, car like pinto. if if no i'm probably not the pinto either or the capri or any of that other shit um yeah i mean <laughs> if i could have, 
I was thinking, I don't know, the yellow Cressida, but not really, man. Honestly, like if I could put a car back in the garage and I would just get it back like that, it'd be the Risto for yeah, sure. hundred percent, yeah. man. Like just to have that car. Well, not yeah. only that, like it got taken from me. Like, it, like yeah, yeah, you know you what I mean? Didn't, like, yeah, you didn't choice. choose to say goodbye to Yeah, me. it was like, yeah, if yeah. I could get that car back and just have it in the garage and like... Yeah, I guess the Aristo makes sense. Also, there's probably the most money into the Aristo, and the yeah. Aristo would be probably worth the most today. Yeah. Due to stonks, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think part of it, too, is I just wanted to kind of finish it in its final form with, like, the the BN, and if I could, you know, re- lift up the BN one and, a, one and a half inches or whatever, but then have my wheels and then basically just make it look like how I wanted it to look in the final form. That would have been right. really cool. Uh, yeah. Gord, Gord, I don't know any of the other cars that you've owned except for this GS400. I think I could tell, look, I think I could tell you the cars, Gordon. I could too. I can so, tell you the cars. Okay. So one, yeah, one thing about me is I, I just, I don't ever get rid of them. I drive them till they die or get written off. Like I've, okay. sold, I've sold two. So, oh, Kevin, do you know which ones they are, Kev? Uh, which cars you've sold? Well, which cars I've owned? I've only owned five. I th- okay, I think you, like, I know you owned an Integra, and I think that was like a DA Integra, but it yeah, might was, have been the, the generation before the DA Integra. It was a 93, uh-huh. 93 GSR. Oh, okay. Ooh. I can't believe you had a fucking GSR, dude. A DA yeah, no, GSR. No, yeah, you know how much money that car be worth right now? Oh, my was, God. I bought it for $10,000. And then he had an R32 GTST. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had the, the GS300. Yeah. And then the Astagia and then the Odyssey. And then there's yeah. like a LeBaron convertible sprinkled in there with driving yes. gloves. <laughs> yeah ah, i like but, that but, uh, all right yes. all right so what would gord what did he keep if he could pull one back or if you guys can answer yeah, it's, yeah yeah it got uh i'd pull that back it got in an accident when i was in alberta an actual drug addict drove into the back and invented the b pillar so uh yeah kind of lost that car which sucks hey do you guys know what car i would keep mx3 uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say the s13 yeah, Kevin. Thanks for reading my diary. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I I want yeah. nothing. Dude, MX3, come on, come the on. Cel- come the Celsius didn't really speak to you. The Aristo is no. like a better like mixture of the Celsius and the S13 and one. That was hopefully why you got it. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Kevin, Kevin gets me. Gerard, yeah. When I had it, it just seemed like it was either like invest a bunch of money in it. Or do another project, like undo everything you've done and start like fresh, or do another project. And uh, I mistakenly chose let's do another project. Anyway, let's do another project. Hey, you guys, guess what? What? Hello, Serial Nine and Dupe Dupe Logic. No, I'm done. I've got another one for you. So here's the <laughs> I scenario. I can't even listen to Matt. You're at home. You've just finished a truly scrumptious meal of fresh rutabagas and deer sausage your friend slaughtered and ground up with his bare hands. You decide to relax and meander over to the couch, switch on the Xbox, and fire up Call of Duty. You begin a mission where you assault a small village that's been overrun by a fictitious group of Russian tracksuits. Before long, The vicious onslaught of 12-year-olds screaming racial slurs into your ears 
takes its toll, and you decide to play Forza. You hop in your favorite car and begin drifting a series of corners you've slid countless times before. But your entry speed? It's too hot, and you slither off the road into a muddy lagoon. You turn around with a well-executed J-turn and attack the corner once again. Although you've corrected your speed, now your angle is too high and you've destroyed any chance of whipping the car back and hitting the line to connect to the next corner. You try again, and again, and again, and before you know it, hours have gone by. You're snapped out of your hypnotic stupor as your malnourished skeleton of a cat stumbles by, dazed and confused as your neglect of its food and water begins to take a terrible toll. You look at the clock. It's 2 a.m., and you've got to be up at 5 for a Zoom call with your Nigerian investment team. You go in the bathroom to brush your teeth. You look in the mirror at your wrinkled, haggard, disgusting face. As you stand there, naked and ashamed, looking at a face that not even your mother could love, you say, Man, what the fuck am I doing with my life? (laughs) Okay, so my question is, if you could build a video game level drift car, like any car in real life, like a Suzuki Escudo, Pikes Peak level, Pagani Zonda, whatever... What would you build? Uh, money is no object. Uh, you're not going to sell it. Uh, I've got a purple TVR Sagaris uh, that I love. It's got an undrivable level of power, and it's definitely not the best drift car, but I think it's fully sick, and I love sliding it. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> All right, Matt Peterson with the question. Wow. Gord, because you're our guest, you can go first. A uh, drift car? Anything. You can build a like a, a rally car. You can build a drag car. You could drive just a, it's a video game car. So I guess like a touring car. I mean, mine. Circuit mine, car. F1 mine, car. Oh, F1 would be nice. Or, or like a McLaren would be good. Honestly, mine's kind of lame. My favorite car, I think, almost ever, uh, that's at least semi-attainable, is... Uh, the Signal R34 GTR. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ever like because we saw it, we saw it at that uh, FD, and yeah. it was pretty sick. And ever since I saw that car rip down banners, it's kind of been my favorite car for like the longest time. So not exciting, but uh, but definitely up there for for me at least uh, memory wise. Makes sense for a Nissan owner who doesn't want to put an R34 front on his car. Right. Um, <laughs> but Kevin, if you were to build a, a video game car, as Matt said, what would it be? Honestly, like, I feel like I haven't played any car video games in so long that I've, you know, but like, I mean, car video games are just cars that exist, I guess. So like, uh, I don't know. Like, I remember we just used to drift with the, like, the Vanquish. And like, yeah, that was like so sick. It was just like such like, a sick, a stately car drifting like maybe the V twelve. Yeah, like what? What isn't to love about that? You know. <clears throat> all right, all right. I'll build it like a twisted metal car. How about that? <laughs> I was just gonna say. I was trying to think of the craziest possible thing in the entire world, and I was just like, like a like a void. It's, it's not even a car. It just it's just 
fucking a portal. Has, yeah, it has so much horsepower that it, it just, just like, rips, the, yeah, you, it rips the universe in half. Yeah, you don't it's even turn it on. It's just there. <laughs> I honestly, um, I don't know, man. Like, I, like money, no object. Video game level drift car, like doesn't have to be a drift car, Gerard. Could do any any. But then, what, what the hell's the use of it if it's not a drift car? Well, okay, so brings us back to that AMG. One of the cool things about that car is it's all-wheel drive. But then, when you put it in race master mode, it's actually only two-wheel drive. It's drift mode. You put it in drift mode, and uh, Mercedes thought that that was a good idea. And it's funny because Audi thinks it's a really stupid idea. So the engineer of Audi is like, oh, we don't do drift mode. It's really dumb. And Mercedes is like, fuck yeah, drift mode, like two-wheel drive, like 600. Your accents were so <laughs> off for German people. It's Whatever. Amazing. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what I built because it probably <laughs> wouldn't be mid-engine. It'd have to be front-engine, rear drive, or four-wheel drive, or whatever. <sighs> Just answer the question. I have no idea, man. You got like, a video okay, game. Okay, okay, here, here's, I got it, I got it, I got it. I think, I, I, think I got it. It's probably going to be Porsche, Panamera, E-Hybrid, with at least a 1,000 horsepower, plus plus the E. Uh, so it's, you know, some 1,300 horsepower Porsche, Panamera, E-Hybrid, wagon, wide body, just the, all the ridiculous, but it's still a wagon. Oof. And it's still oh, electric, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. So that's good. Um, my joke answer for this is I built a car from uh, the video game Rock and Roll Racing. I don't know if any of you have ever played that game. It was like a video game where all the, it was like a Super Nintendo game. And all the music was just like the guitar, like instrumentals from like, rock and roll music from the 70s but you drove pretty much like spaceship cars and they had like rockets and shit on them and like that sounds cool cool yeah and you would build mod the you'd mod the car like you'd get different tires and then eventually the tires would turn into rock and roll racing and like (laughs) yeah you would choose a driver from like different planets and you would drive on different planets and when you upgraded your car you could put like tank tracks on it so it would have like that was almost like the best level of grip and shit. It was like very funny. And every time you fat past the, the finish line, cause you would do laps, you would reload your missiles. If you bought more missiles, so you could blow people up when you were driving. Oh dude, this that's my looks, joke. And this fully just looks like the, uh, Iron Man off-road racing, but they just like added weapons into it or something. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. It's ex- like, <laughs> and it I loved like the, it. looks exactly like the same map and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You want obscure Nintendo or Super Nintendo games? Come talk to me. I'll talk yeah, to you about no doubt, right? basketball, <laughs> rock and roll racing. Uh, real answer when I heard it, the first thing that like that came to my mind was a Z, like a 240Z with an RB26, like twin turbo engine in it is what i would build because that's yeah. what i actually built in forza and then could not drive anything because i was like i'll just put this engine in and all the power upgrades and i couldn't couldn't drive that car to do anything it would just like take off <laughs> i i did enjoy driving the v8 supercars uh as a drift car in gt3 or whatever the hell that was as well i always yeah. thought it would be a cool cool drift car it was like an australian supercar but like with you know bigger wheels make it look cool um like a ute 
Would you get a Ute? I don't know. It's like a Holden, <laughs> whatever. Or I just wanted pocket. to say Ute. Yeah, yeah, I love. I, I, I love think the uh, crap. I hate them. Oh, I, with the Viet supercars, I really like the the Ford Mondeo. That thing was always no. Awesome. That's a that's not a supercar Mondeo. I think you're talking about the Falcon. No, Mon- wasn't it? I thought I thought the Mondeo was in the Viet supercar. I mean, maybe maybe I didn't know, but that's uh, yeah, definitely a front wheel drive car. So maybe they just completely converted. Actually, that's true because the Nissan was the an Sentra Altima. or Altima. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're probably totally yeah. Yeah, I would take an Altima, Nissan Altima V8 supercars because that's got the VK56, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon, you got anything else you want to say? Yeah. Man. Um, wrap it uh, up. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, I honestly just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, this has been fun. It's been enlightening. It's always good to kind of catch up with friends and touch base and just kind of bring it all back. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to see what you guys do on the next episodes and years to come and kind of just watch you guys excel with what you do. I pictured uh, Kevin on an Excel spreadsheet just then. He's <laughs> excelling. Uh, just soaring on Excel. Yeah. Ha! Ah, formulas. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That was very nice, and I ruined it. I'm sorry. That's guys. fine. No, I just, I just, you know, just hope it did okay. And yeah, no, it was, no, you did. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It's good to have you on, man. Yeah. Thanks, um, uh, yeah. If you or anyone you know is suffering from mental health issues, uh, we encourage you guys to reach out to anyone in your area who might be able to help you with that. Uh, you know, and just know that people are here for you and we, we care about you. I, I think that was that good. Was, that was good. It maybe sounded a bit like, like a commercial, but that's fine. <laughs> Isn't that, that what good. you wanted? Yes, no, I, yes, I, yeah. I, I yeah. wanted it to come from us as like, don't, a, like, don't a you. like, a, you know, like we <laughs> no, appreciate you. you. I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yourself. Bye guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye guys. Thank you. Thanks Gordon. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.